Hello and welcome to Master Your Coaching Biz, a podcast for rising coaches and entrepreneurs who want to design the life of their dreams and make a massive impact on the world while building an inspired, successful, and profitable business. I'm your host, Cheryl Thacker, Master Board Certified Coach, trainer, ICF Mentor Coach, international speaker, and founder of Successful Coaches Enterprise. I believe that every coach has a unique gift to present to the world, and I'm humbled that I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of coaches and entrepreneurs on their journey to mastering their business. Join me each week as we explore all things coaching to master your business with tools, techniques, and strategies to create and market your products, get visible, make an impact, and grow your business. Listen in on interviews with leading coaches and entrepreneurs sharing their stories and best tips to teach, inspire, and empower you. Observe coaching sessions, participate in Q&A, and learn how to master your mindset to enhance your coaching skills. Are you ready to build the life and business of your dreams while doing what you love? Let's get started. Welcome to today's show, and I'm really excited. We have Lisa Reed with us, um, and today we're going to talk about all things speaking, which is one of my um, bigger uh, suggestions that I put out there, so I'm really excited that we have someone here, an expert, to talk to us about it. Um, Lisa Reed is the founder of Get Speaking Gigs Now. She coaches speakers how to get booked and attract clients through speaking. Um, she's personally delivered over 500 speaking engagements. So really excited. Welcome, Lisa, to the show. Thank you, Cheryl. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about you. Um, well, you know, I it all started back in college. <laughs> I actually um, majored in speech communication for my bachelor's and master's degree. I just found it, not so much public speaking wasn't my drive, but really the act of communicating, I found that really interesting. But it wasn't until I was 40 that I actually became a public speaker. So obviously there's some stories in between there, but I, I, it's kind of like one of those life moments where you look back and all the dominoes have just like lined them up perfectly. And you're like, oh, I didn't realize this is what I was going to be doing, but it makes perfect sense now. And so I say that because you don't have to have a degree in speaking in order to be a public speaker. But for me, it just felt really at home. It felt right. And, um, and then I, I, I started speaking publicly. My first year, I spoke 83 times. I booked myself 83 oh. speaking engagements without knowing what I was doing. And that kept happening. And then I was like, uh, I had this, I, and I still have this group called the OC Speakers Network because I'm out in Orange County or California. So OCs for Orange County. And people kept asking me, how are you getting these gigs? How did you get into that place? How did you get into this? You know, and I, I just was get that question all the time. Yeah. And I found myself answering, my answer at the time was like, well, I mean, that's a lot. I, I can't explain that in one sentence. Like it's, it's a, there's a, there's a system that I do. And so I started back to like noticing that feedback and I'm like, well, what is the system that I do? How do I get all these gigs? <laughs> like I just did what I do. Like I just kind of being me, but there was something that, that was a, that was a mystery to other people. So then my company was born and here we are and <laughs> I haven't stopped. Yeah. Awesome. So, and how long have you, have you um, had your business? 
I've had my business since 2017. So at this point, it's been, yeah, three years. Three years. Yeah. Three. And um, do you find, just this is just kind of for those out there, do you find that um, you're enjoying it more now, like at the three-year mark than you did in the first year? <laughs> Gosh, that's uh, a really good question. Um, I think so. I would say yes. Probably because the first year I was figuring out what it was that I, like, I, like I was discovering that system. I knew there were a lot of things that I did and I did a lot of testing and a lot of beta testing and a lot of like different ways I would teach and format. And so now I'm kind of like, oh, I've had enough experience now to know like, okay, here's the frequency. Here's the things you absolutely need to know. Here's the things I can teach you, but then I got to go back and make sure you actually did it here. You know, those kind of things. So <laughs> yeah. um, I think the first couple of years were a lot of content writing. And now I'm like, oh, my academy is all online now. People can jump in at any time. They can get the information. I'm not blocking them from getting the information <laughs> because I haven't <laughs> held my workshop, you know? Yeah. So I think um, just kind of any normal growing pains as you're starting something new. Yeah. And I think a lot of, so a lot of our, the audience, so our coaches that watch and listen, um, they feel pretty overwhelmed in the beginning. And it, all, like you said, all the content creation that has to be done and and trying to get clients and trying to get visible, which is uh, the, the first pyramid on my, uh, on my six <clears throat> pyramids to a successful business. So um, I can like, yeah, by the third year, I think I was a little bit more comfortable and mm -hmm. um, didn't feel as uh, stressed to have to create so much content, more just around uh, like expansion, yes, but not like create like the everyday content. <laughs> Right. I think it can be really overwhelming when you're new, especially if you go out and see different people speak and you're like, oh my gosh, now I need a YouTube channel. Now I need videos. Now I need social media. I need what I need to post five times a day. You know, I mean, it could get really, really overwhelming um, when yep. you don't have your program even set up or you're not making any sales. And um, so, so those are the things where I like to keep it like super organized, super simple. And I go like pick a lane, like pick one thing that you really love or, you know, not to get into, you know, marketing business coaching necessarily, but <laughs> let's bring it down, <laughs> bring down yeah. the anxiety and go like, okay, where do you, what really is exciting to you? And then go down that lane and then you can add something later. You don't have to do it all at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about speaking. Mm -hmm. Um, so what's the number one, uh, well, first, what's the number one benefit to getting speaking gigs for the, for coaches? Well, I think the benefit is that you can attract clients instead of the one-to-one, -one, you're going one-to-many. If I'm going to be at a networking event, I mean, I don't know, would you rather be able to speak for 20 minutes to 60 minutes, or would you rather just take that 20 to 30 second in intro that you get? Yeah. <laughs> like people, um, you, your credibility gets built. You, people want to come up and talk to you, even virtually, you know, people are messaging me. Uh, when I'm the speaker, like, oh my gosh, that was so great. They're LinkedIn requesting, like I'm getting like social media requests, all these, you know, booking calls, all these things are happening when I'm speaking. And so why would you not want to um, learn how to do that? Especially right. now you don't have to go anywhere. You just turn on zoom. You're good. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what's the number one secret to getting booked and staying booked as a speaker? Oh, so this is my favorite tip and people just don't believe me. I swear, but it's true. Um, so, <laughs> So out of 500 gigs, probably 30% of those are referrals from one other person. And really? so, yeah. So the secret is really to network with other speakers. 
um, that's why I have the OC Speakers Network because you you know it's a lot easier to get to the success that you want um, with others versus just on your oh, own, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yep. Um, and so people kind of intellectually know that, but they don't really understand like, well, how how does that work? Like, how would I actually do that? And it's a giving and receiving. Like, it's a finding that partner. I call it your speaker soulmate. Finding that one person who's working this working the same way you are. Like they have kind of a parallel work ethic. So they're out there drumming up business. You're out drumming up business. Then you combine your stuff together and it explodes like in, in, a, in a really good way, like uh, exponentially, right? Because now all of a sudden you're not having to work that hard and they're not having to work that hard. Um, and, and that's just magic. So it's, it's not like, I mean, you could go quality, quantity, there's, there's benefits to both. But if you right. find that one or two quality um, partners that can be a major game changer without you working any harder. Right. So that's, that's, that's what I always recommend. Yeah. Okay. So what, um, and I like that a lot, just partnering up with, with another speaker. So in your experience, um, what are the three biggest obstacles for coaches to actually, you know, become start. <laughs> get, get get to start. often? <laughs> yeah, I think, um, yeah, one of the biggest challenges is confidence. And it's not that the person isn't confident. We all, I mean, if you're a coach, you, you probably have a level of confidence, right? Like there's a, yeah. there's a certain level of, you're like a confident person, confident enough to like shepherd somebody else through their growth. What I mean, confidence is like, you're not sure, like, these are the questions that are coming up, like, um, well, what would I talk about? Well, how do I take all my experience and narrow it down to something? Well, is anyone going to want to hear this? Like, is this going to be benefit to anyone? What if I don't get any sales? How do I even sell on stage? I don't want to sell on stage. Like, so there's, that's the, that's the confidence that I'm talking about where you're like, not quite sure how to like get your expertise into a 30 minute, 60 minute talk that people would actually find interesting and, and digestible and so much so that they still want to talk to you after and they want to like, they want more. And that is different than just speaking, right? Like yes. we can all communicate. It's different than taking what you have and narrowing it down. So that, so confidence would be number one. Um, I would say consistency is number two, because, you know, you go out there, you know, like you get your talk ready, you're, you're, you're excited, you go for it. And I, you know, the results are the results, right? Either got leads or you didn't, or you got clients, or you didn't, I mean, I like, or somewhere in between. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then some speakers could give up because if it didn't go perfectly or maybe they judge themselves or whatever, like a hundred percent of the people didn't sign up for your program, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you can like be a little like, Oh, maybe I should change it. Maybe I shouldn't. Do it. And so I always say consistency, you just got to keep trying until you can tweak, you know, tweak as you go. But like, you got to get out there and try it a few times. You have to have enough data to see like what's working, what's not. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes people just give up before that. And then the third thing um, is monetizing. Uh, I spend a lot of time, especially like in my um, Get Speaking Gigs Now Academy, we have a whole module on monetizing your talk or monetizing speaking because there's multiple ways to do that. But that's different formula for every single person. Like how do I want to monetize each opportunity? And really getting clear on that, getting clean on that. A lot of people I work with, I don't know if this is for you, Cheryl, but a lot of people I work with are very heart centered and they tend to um, want to give, 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 and actually have a little discomfort with receiving. 
And so we need to like work all that out before you get on stage. Like we need to like be open to receive. So sometimes it's like, like as simple as, do you have a business checking account where people could pay you? And they're like, oh, do I need that? I'm like, yes, that is something that you're going to need. So I'm going to run on down to the bank and get that taken care of. And, you know, or like, do you have a PayPal account? Do you have, like, how are people paying you? That's just like step number. That's not even a step. That's just like, we haven't even get to monetization if people can't pay you, right? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's funny. I just had a client the other day that, I had had a PayPal account, but didn't have a business checking account and had a personal PayPal account. Right. So it was like, okay, you need to open up a business personal account. You need to open up a business checking account. Connect Link it, it to the thing. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. And your program. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. A hundred percent. So sometimes it's like working on that and then going, okay, how, how are these different ways that you're going to be speaking, bringing money into your business? Because if you don't have money in your business, you don't have a business. And that's... So we you know, kind of like restructuring our mindset around monetizing and receiving and asking and it's, and, and getting to the point where it feels okay. And it doesn't feel, um, for whatever reason, uh, creepy or salesy or whatever, like whatever issues people have with receiving money. I have mm -hmm. my own as well. I am not judging. I, you know, we all have stuff around money in, in different ways. So working, working on that and making sure that you're really comfortable when you're on stage. Yeah. Yeah, and I think having the setup stuff in the back with you know the back end pieces in place, then you feel more confidence anyway, right? It's just the yeah, of it. yeah. I've had um, like really really great speakers, um, you know, and I am maybe talking to them the day before their talk, and I said, okay, well, what are you going to offer? And they're like, oh, I totally forgot about my offer, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm glad we're talking now, but you would want to have that done well before the day before. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what yeah. is your offer going to be? And um, a lot of times we just spend so much time focusing on the talk. We forget to, you know, oh, this is the talk is so that I can attract clients. The talk is so that I can help the person or people that need my services. Yeah. If you don't offer, they, they're not going to know that you have that available. Right. Absolutely. Um, having a call to action or you know, something, an offer all the time, no matter what you do, I think, speaking yes. or anything yes. else. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ways, like I call it the monetization menu. Like how is money going to come into you and you want to have different choices? Like I said, if you walk into a store and there's nothing on the shelf or there's like two things on the shelf, you're going to be like, this store is kind of lame. I don't want to go to the store. <laughs> like I don't want that thing. And I don't want that thing. So like not that, not to overwhelm with so many products, but you give an array that yeah. makes sense for your business, it, you know, and, and for your ideal client. Exactly. Yeah. And that may be one product. I'm not saying that you can't have a business with one product or one offering, but in a, in a speaking situation, you want to have a few different options because sometimes you're going to, you know, we're getting a little off track, but um, sometimes you, your offer would be a free offer. And then sometimes it would be a, you're asking for, for um, a sale, you know, actually yep. a credit card you know, offer. So mm -hmm. there's two different, you know, yeah, on how you would do that. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I was like, I, I kind of like going a little, maybe a little too much detail for people, but that's the kind of stuff that we start getting into. I was like, okay, so, but what for real, like, what are you going to ask for? <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right. So, um, okay, great. So those are, um, you know, three, three obstacles that I can see come up not only for speaking, but in 
in other areas of, you know, building a, a successful business. So that's, it's good to have those three things kind of addressed. Um, what do you, what can you tell me are the two most common mistakes that new, new uh, speakers make? Um, yeah, I would say probably one of the biggest uh, mistakes is winging it. And I, uh, winging it to me would be like, you've never given it in front of a live audience and you didn't really practice and you didn't really have a plan. You just kind of thought, oh, well, I can, you know, I can speak about that. You know, like if you're like, oh, well, I'm a business coach, so I can speak about business coaching or, and you just kind of go up there and go, so I don't really have a plan, but like, hey, if you guys want questions, you know, ask me any questions that you <laughs> like, what's happening? What's happening? And you've lost it all, like total, yeah. like lost opportunity. Um, another thing around winging it is just not practicing. I always find it fascinating um, that people are resistant to practice. And it's kind of like being resistant to exercise. Like, I don't really ever feel like exercising, but I do it anyway. You know, <laughs> I don't really feel like practicing, but I do it anyway. You got it. You got, you know, you could practice in front of nobody, in front of your cat, your kids, the neighbors. I, yeah. It doesn't matter. But there is such a, a gift of, of saying it out loud and getting the kinks out and over and over again, not a million times, but like, I don't know if you've never given that talk 10 times. Like, I don't know how many person needs, but until you feel really good about it. So winging it is definitely not a good idea. You're probably not going to get any sales. It's probably not going to go that well. Um, people might say you did a good job just because they're trying to make you feel better, but um, right. it's usually something that doesn't really go very well. And you end up looking worse than if you just didn't do it at all. <laughs> you're going to wing it. Just don't, don't accept the offer, in my opinion. Right. Um, it's just awkward for everybody. Okay. So practice, practice, practice. That practice, makes yes. perfect sense. Yes. And then the other one is just getting discouraged. And this is um, similar to what I talked about before with consistency, but a lot of times speakers get discouraged. It is a, it, you know, no one can speak for you. Like it's like no one could do your pushups for you. You're the one who's got to, you know, have your stuff ready, be organized, uh, deliver and take, take, uh, it, it takes a lot of courage. It takes vulnerability. It takes courage. And if it was easy, everybody would do it. Right. So right. you got to think, okay, well, what, um, what am I doing this for? Why am I here? You know, put myself out here. Well, it's probably because you're passionate about something that can really help a lot of people and you know that you can serve. And if they don't hear you, then you're not going to be able to help them. Like, so right. it's like getting connected to that, like your bigger, why, why, why do this thinking about all the people you can serve, how you want to make an impact on the world. Those are the kind of things you got to keep in mind when you, when, you know, maybe you had a bad day or you don't feel like getting out there or for whatever reason, it didn't go the way you thought it was going to go. All kinds of weird things can happen. Internet can go down, you know, I'll just, just life can happen. And yeah. I just say, don't get discouraged. You got to just pick yourself up dust yourself off and keep going forward. So yeah. I've, I've had so many stories where like things went horribly wrong and it's like, well, that was a learning experience. <laughs> I that just interesting. moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> go how I was expecting it to go. Yeah. I, I've, um, <laughs> I have, my partner says it does not understand how I have so many tech challenges because I'm actually pretty good at tech, but <laughs> Sometimes things don't work. Yeah, I can't help it. And I think really to add to that, like, is really the perfectionists as well. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect. 
people don't understand that things go wrong. Mm-hmm. But if you're as prepared as you can be, don't yeah. don't be don't expect to have perfection, but just to do your best. I think that's a a big part of it. Well, even like what you're talking about, even doing a run through like a, um, a dry run with all your technology. And, um, I used to, so for my OC speakers network, we would meet in person for, you know, seven years. Now we're, now we're virtual, but I would have speakers show up and like, um, one time I had someone show up with their iPad and wanted to hook that up to the projector. And I'm like, well, I don't, I mean, nobody ever does that. So did you bring the cords that you needed? And they're like, well, no, don't you know how to do it? I'm like, I'm, <laughs> that's, not my, that's not my presentation. Like, so if you're going to do something a little different with your technology, then you got to make sure and test it. And <clears throat> do you have the right adapters? And I teach that in my academy, like literally go down, like, if you have this, you need that adapter. If you have that, you need this adapter. This is back when we would do stuff in person, but yeah. Um, but never expect the the lesson is never expect the venue to have what you need. <laughs> right. You Bring need that the things need. that you need. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. <laughs> Don't let a missing cord get in the way of your talk <laughs> or, or just let the PowerPoint go and you be prepared and to give it without. That's <laughs> right. And I think that's important too, to, to be prepared in case tech does, you know, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I always tell people like I could, they're like, well, do you need PowerPoint or do you need this? And I said, you know, I can give my talk in a, in a box with a fox with a, in a goat, you know, with a goat in a boat. I mean, I'll make it work. I will make it work. <laughs> yes. Yes. Awesome. All right. Great. So what, um, what are a few strategies to use, um, speaking as a way to get new clients? Well, um, meaning like venues or, um, yeah. Like- so especially now in the online, so we, um, I actually have a, um, a client now who is, was used to speaking in person, mm-hmm. you know, at networking events, but, um, is now struggling mm-hmm. to, to like really feel like they're getting out there and getting heard and getting, being able to speak. I yeah. I, I found it to be a great opportunity for, uh, given, given our current situation right now, which we're, a lot of the country is sheltering in place and, you know, various various capacities. But um, when it first happened, uh, when shelter in place first happened, I had, of course, a bunch of live events booked and I reached out to them all individually and said, you know, I'm down to, to do this virtually. Like I'm ready. Let's go. Now, did I still have some learning? And I did definitely made some tweaks along the way, a hundred percent, but you kind of have to sort of be willing to like back to what we were talking about before, just like, you gotta, you gotta try and then make tweaks along the way. So we did that. And now, especially now more than ever in a way, it's almost like, I, I mean, to me as a speaker, I am thrilled and excited for all the opportunities. Like you can be like tomorrow, I've got a talk in Tennessee. I'm in California right now. So tomorrow I've got a talk in Tennessee. Right now, you and I are talking, you're in North Carolina, I'm in California. So we didn't have to get on a plane or a hotel. There's yes. no hotel. Like you can, you can talk anywhere at any time with your computer. There's so many opportunities available now. So that means not just like your local areas. Cause I used to, um, one of the things I teach is how to get speaking gigs in your own backyard. Well, now your yard just got really, really big. Absolutely. So use the same tactics that you would use to book yourself nearby as you would to book yourself far away it's the same thing yeah yeah i agree with that um so how about for people that are looking for 
um, what would be one one tip that you could give somebody that's looking for speaking um, gigs? Oh, well, um, I would assume that they have their talk ready to rock. And if they don't, then we would want to start there. <laughs> Just Because so the first thing the person's going to ask you is, well, what do you speak about? And if you don't have an answer to that, then that's a problem. not going to go very well. <laughs> <laughs> might not be a very successful conversation. <laughs> might, not, might not get the results that you're looking for. But I do find that a lot of people say, oh, I want to be a speaker. And I'll say, well, great. What do you speak on? And they're like, well, like I speak on everything. I'm, I can talk about anything. I'm like, that is not. No, that's not an acceptable answer. So I'm going to assume that they have a talk ready to rock. If they don't, they can, they can reach out to me, of course. Um, but then I would just uh, narrow down what, uh, what are your best audiences, like creating your ideal audience. And I teach a virtual workshop on that where it's like, let's get crystal clear on who really could benefit from your message. Because you don't want to waste your time. You don't want to just be speaking just to speak. You want to be speaking to the right audience. Right. And so narrowing that down. And then once you figure out who's your audience and what matches your talk, then you start creating what I call your speaking gig pipeline, which is like, okay, well, where are these places? You know, you're looking up associations, networking events, uh, conventions, conferences, they're still happening virtually. It's not like it's not yeah. going on, um, you know, chambers or, you know, I, I again, this is going to depend on your target mm -hmm. market, you know, moms groups, things like that. And then, um, and then you, you create your list and I always, um, I'm giving like a few bonus tips here. So <laughs> I, I am like an ad, you put your admin hat on or you hire someone to help you. Um, and you create your list minimum of 20. Like, I don't know, Cheryl, do you agree with that? Like, I, I always say like, start with I have 20. like a like, hundred. So, but, right. yeah, but if you're starting, if you're starting out, get 20 on the list, yeah. right? Just to get the wheels going. Cause this pipeline creation never ends. Just like you're right. saying, like, well, I have a hundred now. It's like, you're always going to be adding. You're always going to be adding. But just to get started, like I say, give yourself a solid 20. And then, and then you take your admin hat off and you put your sales hat on and you go <laughs> and you start, you know, either emailing or calling those places and set a time on your calendar to reach out. Because if you don't reach out, this is where it gets a little tricky. A lot of speakers want to be a speaker, but they don't want to be a salesperson for themselves. And that's, it's part of the game. That means yep. it is just part of it. I just, you know, unless you're <laughs> super duper famous or something, and then they're not going to be calling you. So you, yeah. you need to get your, get yourself out there. Now, once the good news is, once you've spoken for a few places, you're going to get referrals and they will be calling you and they will be going like, oh, I heard you're really good. Hey. Um, but I'm always prospecting even hundreds of gigs later, I, I still prospect. I don't just assume, I don't just sit back and wait for the phone to ring. Like you gotta like make it happen too, right? Right. It's just a lot easier now because I get referrals and I get, you know, so, uh, but when I was starting, yeah, I pounded the pavement for sure. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, so how about, uh, what's the most important mental shift uh, speakers can make today to get more invite, invites? Oh my gosh. Right now, I don't know if you've been saying this to your clients too, but um, if you hear yourself saying, I'm going to wait until, you know, I'm going to wait until things get back to normal. And especially for speakers, like I'm going to wait until there's things in person. No, don't do that because you may be waiting a very long time. I mean, I remember back in March when we were thinking, Ooh, well, maybe we'll be able to do that May workshop. I mean, yeah. no, it did not <laughs> happen. And then maybe July, maybe October, maybe, I mean, it, you know, think yeah. we're dealing with uncharted territory right now. Mm -hmm. 
So if you hear yourself thinking that or saying that, or hear your client saying that, this is a great time to just say, okay, oh, I just noticed that I said that. I noticed that I thought that. Got it. Well, what else is in my hands? What can I do besides waiting? And then you just, it starts to feel more empowering. And then that's in your hands. Like, well, I could put on a virtual workshop. Oh, well, I could uh, see what virtual um, networking things are having speakers. I could reach out to my friends and colleagues and um, past speaking um, gigs to see if they would like me to come in and do a virtual talk on XYZ, right? So it starts to open up possibilities. So that's a big mindset shift of like, if you catch yourself waiting, redirect, what, what can I do besides waiting? What can I do in, <laughs> instead? in <the> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even if things quote unquote get back to normal, we're now so, I mean, it could be a complete game changer. I mean, I don't know. Are they going to have in-person conferences anymore now that, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if they will. We don't know what it's, you're right. We don't, don't know, know what it's going to be like. And, and even like normal, there's going to be a new norm. It's not going to go back to Absolutely. the way it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think most it. likely it'll be a combination, but I'm pretty sure that a lot of people are liking this remote. Well, they are. There's a lot of benefits to it. There's benefits to the environment even. And I'm, you know, there's benefits to being home with your family and mm -hmm. not, you know, not driving. I mean, cause when I would drive to, you know, different events, I couldn't be doing anything else besides, I mean, I could listen to a podcast or listen to the radio or something like that, but um, maybe have a phone conversation, um, hands-free of course, <laughs> but I couldn't be emailing or, you know, doing anything else. So, so that time was uh, fairly, you know, kind of a on hold like time if I'm driving and now I'm like, wow, I don't, my, I don't, I'm not in the car. So therefore I'm able to create more programs. I mean, um, schedule things, have a podcast, you know, I created a podcast as well in, in the pandemic and I'm like, oh, wow, I wouldn't have had time to do that before. Now I do. Right. Now we have time and opportunity, I think, because, um, yeah, there's, you know, there's, you can fit a lot more into your day, but it can be more productive, not, not to overwhelm, but to be more productive in what you do do. Yes. You don't have that problem. And of course the expense. Yeah. Um, on, on our end, but also on the, the venues end, as far as mm -hmm. getting speakers, um, mm -hmm. I think it, it sometimes limits them to the speakers that they want. And now it kind of might open it up for other people too. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I've done a few in Tennessee now and, um, they'll, you know, they'll refer me to the, you know, like, oh, have you ever spoken to this group of this? So now all of a sudden my Tennessee referrals are starting to come in because I've spoken a few times over there and, you know, news travels and they're like, hey, you're from California. We don't have to pay for you to come out. This is great. Let's get her yeah. while we can, you know? Yeah. So. Excellent. All right. So what would you say? Um, uh, just, I, I always like to kind of end uh, with like next step, one or two next steps that uh, people listening that really want to start getting their, their speaking gigs to increase, what would the, what would be like simple one or two steps for them? Um, to increase, it, it, again, it would sort of depend on where, where you're at, but I would, I would take a look at what you're doing for outreach right now. If you're wanting to increase it, my first question would be like, well, what are you currently doing? Um, and if you're not making any outbound emails or phone calls, then we would start there. Uh, because, you know, a lot of times we want, we want the sales, we want the results, but maybe we're not 
ready or prepared yet to take the actions. So we would, yeah. we would talk about that. Um, it's amazing what you can do when you actually ask. <laughs> like yeah. if you don't ask, you don't get. So usually there's that, that alone, just that conversation will like increase your results. Right. <laughs> ask more people. Um, that would be, that would be one thing. Um, if you're, if you're having a hard time and you're just kind of not sure what strategy to take next or like what, um, you know, kind of where you are in your journey, you're always welcome to have a speaker strategy session with me. Um, and I don't know if we put the link in there, but you can, you can, you can go to my website and there's a free consultation button. You can, you can hit at get speaking gigs now.com. Um, but, uh, so that's, so that's my first one is just get, get ready. Now, if you're not, um, virtual ready yet or savvy in terms of like your talk maybe isn't, you might have to tweak your talk to, to make it virtual ready. Right. Um, so if you haven't done that yet, I would highly recommend just blocking some time off in the calendar and getting it switched over so that you're confident when you reach out now. Cause I would imagine if you, if you're having a hard time reaching out during this or waiting for it to go back in person, that leads me to believe that you might not have your talk ready for a virtual audience. So Right. I had to change my PowerPoint presentations. I completely changed. I created a whole new talk actually. Um, like little things like, uh, on the PowerPoint, like I used to use the full screen and now I have my, my, um, headlines down a little bit because when I'm hosting the top bar kept getting in the way of the, you know, little, it's just little teeny tiny things like that. You're like, I cannot tell what's on that, what it says. So I went through and I changed them all up, you know? Yeah. That's right. awesome. I love yeah. that. Okay. So, um, you, you said that your, your website, if anybody wanted to reach out to you, it's get, get speaking gigs now.com. Got it. And then your free gift to our audience is actually a masterclass. Yeah. Yes. So it's called attract. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, what is it called? See, this is what I mean. People are going to say, what are you talking about? It's attract clients through speaking. Yes, even now. And, um, and so I can, do I just send you, should I send you a link or did I already send you the link? I have the link. It'll be in the show notes. Perfect. So you can grab that. And, um, we go through the seven keys of how to get your business going. How do you actually start as a speaker? What do you do? There's a bunch of tips, like a little bit more expansion of what we talked about today, of course, but, um, Definitely, if you're serious about speaking, I would 100% recommend you go through that um, class. Okay. You also talk about the the monetization part in that. Yeah. Class mm -hmm. well, right? Yep. We talk about the how to monetize your speaking, and and we go through a process in there too. That's that's very powerful. All right. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. I was so so yeah. so um, excited that you were on, and we learned a whole lot here about speaking, and. Um, Guys, if you want to get a hold of Lisa, again, you can go to her website at getspeakinggigsnow.com and get the masterclass. The, uh, will be in the, the link to the masterclass will be in the show notes. And then um, also she offers free strategy sessions that you can get from her website as well. So um, thank you very much, Lisa. Thanks guys for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. If you love today's show, please consider leaving me a review on the Apple Podcast app so other coaches can find the podcast. For more information about me, visit SuccessfulCoaches.com. For daily inspiration and affirmations, 
follow me on Instagram at Coach Cheryl Thacker. Be sure to send me a DM so I can say hello. Until next time, to your success.